everyone. Welcome to the Delta Flyers with Tom and Harry. As we journey through episodes of Star Trek Voyager, your two hosts along this journey are myself, Garrett Wong, and my co-host, Mr. Robert Duncan McNeil. Well, hello there. Robert. Hello there, sir. Hello. How are you? Hello. I'm okay. How are Happy you? Happy podcast day to you. Happy podcast podcast day to you too, sir. Thank you. Yes. You look like you're at your op station. Is that is that that's the panel that's, that's on the, the bridge? That's the panel that's behind Janeway and yeah. Chicote. So it's like between ops and tactical, where Tuvok is, right? Yeah. So that's a nice panel. I always liked that panel. I remember it is we would a cool panel. sometimes look just at stand it. around and we'd yeah. kind of look at it. And... We'd stare at it as if we were <laughs> school children at a zoo exhibit. We're like, ah. and we're like, look, that's where we are. And look, or did you ever look to see bay. like, yeah, we talked about, yeah, we would kind of like look at the different areas on the, on the map. And, and sometimes I would look for my quarters. I would say like, I wonder where Harry sleeps. And then no. I would kind of point, I think Harry sleeps over, over here over here and yeah. then you would say oh well i think tom is over here so you know we we kind of mm-hmm. had fun with it it's a good yeah. it's a good graphic it really is i like that graphic yeah. it's very cool akuda right our, akuda our made ship, this one akuda mike yeah mike yeah. and denise made this and it is uh i think at the time one of the coolest star trek ships that had ever at, at that point it was super cool it is it still is super cool it is. Can I just relate? Maybe I told you about this, but when when Voyager is being cast yes. and I booked the role, Jonathan DeLarco, who plays Hugh Borg yes. and who is the significant other of my 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 ex personal appearance agent. I could say that. Yeah. Yeah. That's who it, that's yeah. who he that's who he is to him. He said he was he's messing with me as a friend after I booked the role. He's like, you know what? Your ship looks like a spoon. He would say that all the time. He would say, <laughs> say a joke. I always like thought that. our <laughs> ship looked like a shark. It oh, like, yeah. I always, I, that was always what I thought. It was like a shark. It's yeah. Very like tactical and I like it. Aerodynamic and very yes. cool. Yes, yeah. I I like our ship. I don't think I it do looks. Too. I don't think it looks like a maybe a maybe a soup spoon at a Chinese restaurant. Maybe, but I, other than that, I still think it looks. Really cool. I love. I agree. It. I agree. Well, what's new on the, the McNeil front? What what's is happening? new? I don't know. Nothing really exciting. You know, it's working. Uh, the a holidays lot. are coming up. Yeah. Very excited about the holidays. Yeah. Oh my the, gosh. The weather holidays. seems to be. I know the holidays. The weather seems to be crazy lately. It's like extremes. It's either really sunny or record rainfalls or windstorms or mm. i don't know it's it's very life is intense lately because the weather is intense well yeah the weather is just but that's that's been happening for years now where the weather just gets more and more intense you, you know everyone's they, noticing that, that right yeah you know what that makes me think of is like mm. when we went to the delta quadrant yeah on voyager mm. I wish we had dealt with weather more. You know what I mean? We did sometimes. Aww, yeah. But like there's got to be insane, like, you know, weather. I guess our environment was controlled on the ship, but right. we didn't really talk about like, mm. oh, we've never encountered this kind of environmental, you know, the right. Delta Quadrant. Maybe it would have very different weather than the Alpha Quadrant or environmental situations mm-hmm. that could have been. I don't remember us. Yeah. Dealing with the there weather. There wasn't a ton of weather stuff at all. No. I, I agree. Every planet that we visited yeah. always seemed to be 
sunny and like just Southern California. <laughs> yeah, it was like a Southern little bit. <laughs> it was SoCal. Kind of the it was same SoCal, all the time. Yeah, all the time. Um, so yeah, so we never saw. Um, oh, we except in, for like, that one episode. Snowstorms. There, there or... was that one episode. You and Bolana are in the really cold area, right? The, That's the, true. The, we the were habitats. in the ice caves. Yeah, yeah, the ice caves. So we do had we did have that. A little bit. Yeah. A little, little bit, bit of snow. A little bit. But of in ice. in life, like. I feel yeah. like the weather is one of the main things I talk about. I think about constantly and we yeah. just never really like we, like we never had a weather. really windy day, like a, no. like a gale force type of, you know, every wind. time we went to a we planet because they were built on a soundstage. Yeah. They were relatively calm. Yeah. There wasn't much yeah. wind. There wasn't rain. There wasn't yeah. snow. I don't know. Just okay. comes to mind. Yeah. Just comes to mind. Good. Good. Yeah. All right. Uh, this week's episode. Do you know what yes, we're sir. watching? I have no idea. Okay, it's called Pray. All right. Pray. Pray. Yeah. Well, so let's well, okay. Let's go. Okay, then. <laughs> let's go watch. Now Pray. I'm now I'm kind of heading <laughs> down a road. <laughs> okay, good. And you can talk about that later. So okay. <laughs> all right, everyone. We're gonna go watch Pray. We'll be right back with our recap and discussion of Pray. Thank you. Everyone, we are back from watching Prey. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. That oh, was uh, that was intense. That was that so episode. intense. I, I mm, okay. All right. Well, let's just you know let's yeah. start off with our poetry synopsis. Let me go with my haiku. Okay, and then you will follow up with your limerick. Yes, I will. My synopsis, poetry synopsis, my haiku for Prey: A hunt in progress spills over onto our ship. Seven disobeys. Mm. I think you captured it. Thank you. I think you, you really did. You captured a very it. complex episode in three lines. So three lines. good job. Thank you so much. Let's hear All right. It. Ready for my limerick. I'm so ready. Here we go. For prey, my limerick for this episode goes a little something like this. Alpha Herogen is tracking his prey. Then he shows up injured one day. We take him aboard. The captain's orders are ignored. Seven gets reprimanded by Jane Way. Oh, yeah. Bam, bam, bam. That was compact. It was succinct. You know, I love it when it was succinct because you, you, you're you going to agree with me. With limericks, you you can end up stretching them out pretty yes, long where they could be a very, very long limerick. And that one yes. was not. It was very succinct and to the point. So Thank you, sir. Thank you. Good job. Good job. And right. I liked rhyming pray with Jane Way. Yeah. Pray, yeah. Jane Way. Jane Way, pray. Yeah. It works for me. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. So pray was written by Brannon Braga. Another Brannon episode. Yes. Brannon Braga. Directed by Alan Eastman. Do you remember Alan Eastman? I don't. And that's some. I, that's what I wanted to ask you. Wh- who was Alan Eastman? So Alan Eastman, who directed this episode, he is a Canadian director. He's from uh, Manitoba, Canada. Uh, he also had produced uh, some television as well. But around the time of Star Trek Voyager, he was directing shows like he directed one episode of DS9. He directed The Outer Limits. Hmm. Uh, which was a cable show. He directed, he did direct two episodes of, uh, of our show. He directed prey and relativity hmm. I think in the next season. He directed a show called Nightman and Andromeda, a bunch of episodes of Andromeda, about 12 episodes mm-hmm. and a couple of Degrassi, the next generation. So, oh, okay. Which I've so, seen. I know. Degrassi. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so a lot of kind of genre-y stuff. Yeah. yeah. But I, I don't, I, I have to say, I just, I remember him. Um, I felt a little bit like he didn't quite get our vibe. The show. Okay. That was my, you know, if I got to be on, and I'm being honest, I'm always going to be honest. Well, um, I, I think, I think you're dead honest about this because he obviously didn't get our vibe because I don't recall him at all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, he, I think he, Anson he, Williams only directed two or three of our episodes, you know, but he got our near, vibe though. nearly the same amount. <laughs> yeah. Yet he just connected with us in a way that I he just did. didn't feel like Alan Eastman. And I do remember him. He did. I don't, I don't feel like uh, Alan connected with us, but yet having said that, yeah, I thought he did a great job in this episode. Like I thought it was well-directed mm-hmm. and uh, there were some really cool shots and uh especially the first sort of going to look for a species 8472 just to jump into that moment like going down the hallways and everything yeah. i felt like that was more of a scary sort of sequence than most of our previous shows where we've had those moments where we're sort of it's supposed to be like a haunted house this one actually felt like a haunted house there's some tension going on mm-hmm. yeah there was definitely tension so i think I alan agree. succeeded in a lot of ways and yeah. uh brandon's script is super strong and we had a couple of great guest stars, starting with Tony Todd as the well, Alpha Herogen. Yes. And that, I don't recall Tony working what? on this show either. Oh. No, no. Oh, I no. totally remember him working on this show. I remember those scenes in the hallway. Yeah. Uh, working with Tony. We just had so much fun with Chicote yeah. and... Yeah. Seven and myself. Yeah. Well, you know, what's so cool is that you guys got all that time with them. I didn't have, I didn't have any scenes with him. I was just on the bridge. Right. So no, you I were never even, on the bridge. that's what probably why I don't even remember Tony Todd, like Tony, Tony, I consider someone who I consider him a friend. You know, I, yeah. I see him at conventions. I see him out and about and I consider him a friend. So for me to not even recall that he was in this episode is it's sad, but it's also par for the course. <laughs> if I'm on the bridge, I'm never going to see the guy, right? He was never on yeah. the bridge. And that's no, he was never on the bridge. I was only on the bridge this entire yep. episode. They just left Kim um, alone, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the other guest star is Clint Carmichael. Clint Carmichael is the other Herogen who ends up getting torn to pieces uh, in this episode. And Clint... Worked on Star Trek Next Generation in 1987. He played a Nausicaan. So he played an alien over there. So um, Clint was, you know, cast as an alien on Voyager. He's six foot four. So tall, not as tall, tall as uh, Tiny Ron, but uh, uh, still a tall guy. Six foot four for Clint Carmichael. And Tony Todd's mm-hmm. also up there, too. He's up there in height. He's not a, yeah, he's, he's he's not a short guy either. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so those are our two main guest stars and I'm still, I feel bad that I don't remember Alan Eastman. I really do. I wish I had a time machine so I can go back and observe him and talk to him. Yeah. You know, really long intro scene, the teaser scene, my goodness, Mm -hmm. that that went on forever before we Mm -hmm. saw the credits, right? The whole, the hunting and the prey and locating eight, four, seven, two. Yeah. but just well, one thing that I, one thing that I love about these Herogen, I love the costumes and makeup on them, uh, but it's because so it's so thick, there's so much going on yeah. that really the voice is critical because that's where you're selling character and performance. Right. You don't that's have right. a lot to work with as an actor. So as soon as I heard Tony Todd's voice and started remembering this, I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome because his voice <laughs> is just amazing. And uh, 
yeah, they're so we find them uh, tracking some prey. Yeah, uh, they're following the ship. I love the cool flyby of the Herogen ship tracking the eight four seven two ship, mm-hmm. and they said the prey's course is erratic. And and Tony Todd has a line I loved. He says, "The way a creature behaves when it is wounded is the key to its destruction." Mm-hmm. And I love that line. There's Brandon mm-hmm. wrote some really deep, profound thoughts. It is true when people are backed in a corner, you can see their weaknesses coming out because they're acting from fear. They're acting yeah. from the lowest form of themselves, that fearful mm-hmm. place. So mm-hmm. yeah, cool. So 8472 ends up beaming down to some asteroid and they're going to track it down and they put on some paint. Um, luckily they do put on paint on their heads. So we know which one is which, because sometimes it's hard to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, they had super cool guns. I thought the Herogen, they pull out these super cool weapons that are just like i don't know they look like old um revolving machine guns or something with all kinds of barrels coming out of them they were cool they definitely were cool and they were shiny too yeah they were yeah (laughs) shiny weapons on this one yeah and we end this uh with them firing they disengage their sensors they really want to he says he wants to take him with his own eyes he doesn't want to use technology on this guy Yes. to see him and they find him trapped in a corner and they fire 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 and it looks like he says a flawless kill so we feel like they've gotten they've just beaten 8472 so mm-hmm. we think we right think. now that's right um we come on to voyager and we're in sick bay i love this scene with seven and the doctor he's trying to train her in uh doctor responses she's repeating these doctor res- and at first you're on a close-up of seven and she's saying you know whatever doctor lines and you're like wait a minute is she the doctor and then it starts to pull out and she's just repeating these doctor yeah. phrases and you realize oh he's scripted this she's reading from the doctor script yeah and uh and he's trying to mentor her here the, but the interesting note i made about this scene is that she definitely was in character as seven but there is one point in this dialogue where she gets a little frustrated and jerry ryan comes out for a split second I'm like, oh that's, really that's jerry when she's like, you know, I'm done with those. You know, I said, that's Jerry. That wasn't really. Oh, seven, that's funny. So I, I, I could pull that out. Uh, definitely. I saw that. And that's my note for that scene. But I love that one line where he says, exercise 17, bridge banter for beginners. And I yes. thought, <laughs> I wrote oh, that down too. <laughs> bridge banter for beginners. Bridge banter for beginners. Oh, that could be a t-shirt too. Yeah. And yeah. they start going through the scenario where he's playing the nurse and she's playing the doctor. <laughs> yes. And then he says something like he's written this scene and one of her lines, she's supposed to respond with, oh, doctor, you're so charming. Yeah. He says, oh, your line. Oh, doctor, you're so charming. I laughed out loud. It's good. And then she's like, I'm done. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then she walks out. She's like, I'm done with this. She walks out. She she pauses, turns around and says, have a pleasant day. Like very dry. (laughs) Like with one of one of her lines that she memorized was have a pleasant day, but she said it so so annoyed. Yeah, Yeah, so annoyed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we go to the bridge and the Herogen ship is approaching and it's kind of erratic and it approaches Mm -hmm. and seems to stall next to Voyager. Yeah. And we scan it. There's one wounded life sign, and Janeway wants to board and help this wounded Herogen. And seven disagrees right on the bridge in front of everybody. Yeah, so you she see sees the erosion yeah. as a threat. It's a threat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Janeway she, sees she, it as an opportunity. So this begins the one of the first episodes. Well, not the first, but definitely this theme, this ongoing theme of seven 
not seeing eye to eye with Janeway. She's yes. seeing she's seeing it the Borg way still. Yes. Yeah. Challenging the authority on, yeah. the, sh- on the ship That's in right. a way that no other character no. could ever get away with. No. If if you or I had done this on the this very first it, scene, it would have been we would have been with sent their heads. to our, yeah, sent their to heads. our quarters, yeah. demoted. Yes. We would have landed in the brig halfway through this episode. Like <laughs> no one would get away with this. No. But somehow Just seven of seven nine gets away with it. Yeah. Gets away with it. Yeah. That's uh, crazy. Yeah. So Chakotay leaves for this away mission and asks Tuvok and Paris to join him. Yeah. And we beam over to the Herogen ship. And we're we're uh, where things are wrecked, and there's bones everywhere, torture mm-hmm. weapons everywhere. I love that that big bubble tank. Yeah, that uh, Chakotay looks at and Tuvok look at, and there's bones and body parts. Yeah, it yeah. was just so creepy and disgusting. Yes, my favorite moment in this scene is Paris mm-hmm. when he says, "Oh, a helmet." Looks like Someone- somebody lost their helmet. And he picks up the helmet, turns it around. It's the head. It's still in there. It's it's Mr. Carmichael. It's Mr. Carmichael's left, head. What's left? And he says, him. this head appears to have been ripped off yeah. the body. Yeah. Yikes. Yikes. They, they literally, whatever alien. So yeah. now we're starting to put together, oh, species A472 that they we thought they killed yeah. on that planet. They must have brought it back onto the ship but it recovered and has torn them apart. Cause this place is a wreck. It um, wasn't, it wasn't gory enough though, to be torn apart. You know, maybe that's nineties yeah. television censorship where you can't show too much gore, but I'm going to say, I'm going to justify it as when eight, four, seven, two rips your head off. His claws also cauterize the wound. Yeah. <laughs> so no seal blood, it seals the seals yes. the bottom of the head so cleanly that it's, you know, it's like Tupperware. There's no, there's yeah. no blood whatsoever. There's nothing coming out. That kind of yep. a little bit. Pull me out a little bit. I thought it was pretty creepy though, especially yeah. the bub the bubbling body parts mm-hmm. in the in the tank. That just freaked me out. Creepy. Um Agreed. Agreed. But uh, we do call back to the ship and say we have one injured Herogen and we're going to beam him over to sick bay. And now we jump to the briefing room and they're discussing that they've downloaded the logs from the Herogen ship. Mm-hmm. And it, they realize that these uh, Herogen are nomadic, that they hunt for food. And it's very kind of a spiritual, there's a lot of sort of cultural, um, you know, um, rules that they follow in their hunting and that's kind of like wolves they're nomadic like wolves and that's why they've traveled so far um yeah and so we learn a little bit we learn a little bit about about these erosion janeway was right this was so far pretty pretty smart move (laughs) what we don't know is we cut to the outside of the ship and we see a472 has jumped over from this erosion ship right next to us and is on the outside of voyager climbing around he almost looks Please. at camera too. He breaks the fourth wall. He climbs a yeah, little bit and looks, looks over. It's like, hey, yeah. I'm right here, guys. Yeah. Um, I just want to jump back to the briefing room scene. Mm-hmm. Seven does say, quote, you were right, Captain, this time. And it was like, oh boy, here we go. You yeah, know? there's a lot of there's a lot of rebellious gonna, teenager in here. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and give my opinion, my editorial opinion about sure. this whole story. Sure. I found it. Uh, unbelievable mm. that Janeway as the captain would have put up with this for as long as she did. Yeah. 
And I think the writers put Kate Mulgrew in a tough spot because mm. it seemed inconsistent with who her character was to put mm. up with this kind of uh, rebelliousness. And this is just the beginning. Like we're yeah. only a couple scenes in and there's this, this like constant sort of questioning and having the last word mm -hmm. and picking a fight that I just thought was, it was mm -hmm. over the top and I didn't believe it. And I felt like, you know, Kate Mulgrew probably was frustrated with that story as well. I think yeah. it was, it seemed inconsistent to me with, with what we'd seen from the captain up until this point. Agreed. I, I know what they were trying to do, um, but I feel like it could have been a more subtle story and it would have, I would have stayed along for the ride. It seemed mm -hmm. so, so such a big leap that it, it, it lost me sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, we do see the outside of the ship and 8472 climbing along the outside of Voyager mm. and nobody's aware of that yet. For some yeah. reason, our sensors don't pick up giant aliens climbing around the hull. You would think that where sensors would, we would have known, Hey, there's something going on on the bulkhead right. back there. Yeah. And it just, that shot of eight, four, seven, two, it just makes you realize how amazing this alien species is. They don't need mm -hmm. an environmental suit. They could, so they could literally be, let's say they're on a transport ship or uh, a 8472 transport ship with, with hundreds or thousands of troops. And if it gets blown out of the, if it gets blown apart mm -hmm. and they're just floating in space, they're still okay. Like they don't, mm -hmm. they're just gonna, they're just float along for a while until they come up against something. And then, you know, they're still alive, which they is just keep going crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. Mm -hmm. But we cut in uh, to sick bay from there. And now our alpha Herogen, Tony Todd is waking up. And he immediately wants to continue the hunt. Yes. And he's behind a force field in sick bay. And they mm -hmm. say, nope, can't do you it. You are severely injured, internal bleeding. Like you need to get better. And the doctor is going to step inside this thing. Yeah. But the doctor says, I'm a hologram. <laughs> so I cannot be bent or spindled or something else. I didn't write down all the things. I, I, you know, I think that's funny, but I also think it would have been funny if, Brandon wrote it so that as he walks in, 8472, uh, sorry, Herogen, Alpha Herogen tries to bend him and spindle him and do all the things that he says, <laughs> like, yeah. he's doing all this stuff and nothing happens. That would have been cool, too. It would have been fun. But it was a funny, it was a funny moment, for sure. Where are we next? We're on the bridge and more Herogen ships are detected. Um, we're a little bit worried about that. But then in the midst of this happening, we hear, you know, there's a shaking of the ship. And we realize that there's a hull rupture on deck 11, section mm -hmm. three, then another big bang and a shake. And we realize that a bulkhead collapsed in Jeffrey's tube 84. So Janeway sends Tuvok and Kim to go investigate. And we and, do. And, and, and Janeway says to Harry at one point, you know, a report. And you say, Garrett, you yeah. say the plasma network is stable. And I went, what? <laughs> the plasma now? <laughs> you said, you said did plasma. I, did I mispronounce? What? Are you, you said sure? plasma. Are yeah, you, sure? you did. Why would I say plasma when I know I it's plasma? Know. I, I know. I know. As other long people as I've been have said that. Robbie, other people have said plasma before. As long as I've been alive, it's always been plasma for me. So I know. I, I, are you sure that was my line? Was plasma. I, yeah, it's plasma. But what, what, it was what like, network on the ship do we use blood? I mean, plasma. I, 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 don't, <laughs> I don't know. 
I think it just, it, you know, they used a take where you said it with a little different A sound. Oh, my God. Now you're going to make me go back and watch it again for that. Oh, my goodness. This is on the bridge, though, right? Because I think Bolana has said plasma before, too. Plasma? Plasma. No. <laughs> I, I think don't... so. I was very happy when yeah, you okay. said that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It made, it made me laugh. It was good. good. Uh, we find you in the in the Jeffrey's tube. Tuvok yeah. and Harry are crawling down the Jeffrey's tube. By the way. Did hate, Harry give a that. side eye to Tuvok? You were like crawling, and then all of a sudden, I saw you kind of look over at Tuvok. Like, I don't know, it was I a little side eye. Wow. I think you side eyed him in the in the Jeffrey's tube, I and I th- I thought maybe you side eyed him because Tim Ross farted, and you were <laughs> climbing down, and you're like, that's maybe he, you know, a little gaseous anomaly in the tube. That's probable, but it's, it's possible. more to, yes, it's it possible. Is. It's it, no, I shouldn't say probable. It is possible that that <laughs> may have happened, but more than more than anything, I believe it was probably me not being happy to be on my knees inside that Jeffrey, Jeffrey's tube because we've mentioned this before that 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 was not a very forgiving surface and it really hurt no, it was knees. it was like it was it had like uh, no, ridges and knots on it and it yeah, would just like for, tear up your knees yeah for high density plastic or whatever that material yeah. was you would think that there would be some give or whatever but no it was painful it and it hurt like crazy they should have made it out of foam everything should have been mm-hmm. foam in there but no they didn't they didn't they made it out of the the, the most um unforgiving it was like material. a torture chamber it was a torture, it was like a chamber. torture chamber yes so maybe i gave him the side eye like oh my gosh well, this, this hurts can we this hurts why are we still crawling in this let's finish this scene is what it was mm-hmm. yeah not happy but we and- also see the we also see blood or plasma uh, from species 8472 on the actual surface of the Jeffrey's tube floor right there. Yes, and we, uh, we realize that something has happened, that this is not a regular. Um, yeah, it's not, a it's regular, not regular plasma. Yeah, it's, it's alien not, plasma. It's alien. <laughs> yes, it's alien plasma. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it looks okay. like, and it looked like slime from uh, Nickelodeon, that kind of I was thinking that when slime. I watched it, I was like, yeah. well, I wonder what they used for that. Cause it was it, weird looking. It was yeah, weird. It did look looking. like jello or something. Yellowish stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Low lime jello, green jello. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so we're on the bridge right now and we realized that it's 8472. We've examined the, oh. uh, we analyzed the plasma and we realized that it belongs to 8472. <laughs> yes. I love and, that we're going to call it plasma for the yeah, rest of the yes, show. Yes, we will. And we cannot detect. And so Janeway says, okay, can we find, you know, where can we locate 8472? But we can't because 8472 has natural. I don't know what it is. They have a they have their own kind of shielding or something. Yeah, shielding. Yeah, they have their own. So that's that's what makes these uh, aliens the most impressive aliens of all. They have their own shielding, yes, their, uh, own their own shielding. shields. Yeah, and, and, they're and they not don't even... need uh, any atmosphere. They're just no unbelievable. They, By the way, um, as soon as they say, yeah, it's eight four seven two. Yes, Chakotay's in a close. Oh, he's up like he. What? He jumps up. I've yeah. never seen Chakotay move no. that fast. That was the that was unbelievable. He was he freaked out. out. He freaked out. And well, you know, and so we cannot use sensors to scan for this alien because mm-hmm. he's got the shields. So Janeway says we have to track it visually. So she brings that up. So this is something mm-hmm. that we have to just, you know, get down there and use our eyes the old fashioned way. And then Janeway grabs this hidden phaser, which is, 
I, I, you know, I kind of remember filming this scene where they were trying to figure out where is she going to grab this phaser from? And they were like, well, right. I guess maybe there's a hidden compartment behind the captain's chair or something like, and I think, you know, the, there was a conversation between the director and, 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 and Kate about, you know, what would be the most realistic place to have this, this, I just found it so odd that she's, I think I remember this conversation. Yeah, yeah. She just, I think I remember this conversation too. Cause I don't think mm-hmm. we'd ever done that before. No, that was the conversation. It's like, yeah, Wait, we're just saying that there's a place that like a drawer here? <laughs> it's a phaser drawer. It's like a, a phaser end table. Yeah. We're going to keep phasers here. So, yeah. yeah, it was a little bizarre to see that. Yeah. We also go to engineering yeah. uh, uh, around this point. Yep. And they've sealed off engineering, trying to keep 8472 out of here. Mm-hmm. And they're all running around. And then we're on Balana and she looks up. She hears and something. And she, she hears something up. and she yeah. looks up and there's 8472 on the warp core. Yeah. And he jumps Just down. Drops on top of her. Right. Yeah. And then like that. did you notice this is the first time? Like, he... like that. Was that the sound of the plasma that you just did? Yes, that was the plasma hitting her. Oh, hitting so that's 8472 plasma when it hits a human human skin. It yes. goes like that. Yeah. Makes a little yep. fart sound. Okay. That's it. Did you notice when he's falling on Bulana? This is the yeah. first time you get a look at the the gaps that like the neck has holes in it or something like that. You know, oh, I didn't just, notice that. Yeah, that was kind of interesting too. I was wow. like, oh, okay. So uh yes, so A472 clearly wreaks havoc in engineering. I'm surprised yes. that Balana's not torn to pieces. Like, I'm surprised uh, that they're not all two. Dead yeah, everyone too, exactly. Dead, right. Uh, a little bit of a hole in the script there. Someone should have died for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, Janeway shows up with security detail into engineering to get the lowdown on what's going on. Balana's out cold. She's unconscious. She's and, out. A bunch of people yeah. are out on the floor. Yep. Seven's giving, to... the, yeah. Seven's giving yeah. her all the, the, the debriefing of what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, he attacked us. Our phasers didn't do anything. And then uh, it escaped. A472 escaped. And that's yeah. all we know. And, and Seven says... When 8472 would attack the Borg, that they would go after their power source first. Yeah, that was yeah. the first thing they would do. Right. So why did the 8472 come into clearly 8472 didn't want to destroy them? Because he he's, you know, he's he he's on a mission for a different reason. He's not here to destroy our power source no. and kill all of us. So no. it's a little, we're trying to figure out what's going on with yeah. him. Like right. what, what is the strategy here? Right. And this um, conversation happens in the corridor, the walk and talk with Jane Wayne yep. seven, right before they enter the turbo lift to then go to sick bay where once they arrive, the doctor tells Janeway that Torres is going to be fine. So your future wife is okay. I found this a little confusing by the way. So they were in engineering where Bellana was correct. Then they walked down a hall and got in a turbo, turbo lift, lift, and then they're in engineering, and yeah. there's Bolana. How did Bolana get there ahead of them? You mean sick bay, right? And sick bay. I mean, yeah. yeah. Then they go into sick bay, and there's Bolana. So she, she was in engineering when they walked yeah. out the door, right? And did they beam her over? Yeah, and, that's my assumption. They beamed her straight. Well, then to sick why bay. didn't Seven and Janeway just beam over? Why did they go out <laughs> in the dangerous hall where Eight Four Seven Two could be? Why didn't everybody just beam from engineering? 
Because I think, you know, they'd already reached their daily beaming credits. Okay. You get a certain amount of credits per day of how many times you can beam. And once you've used them up, you can't. You got to use your old fashioned Mm -hmm. legs and walk to sick bay. But yeah, you're right. They should have all beamed together. That would have made sense. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. A little odd. Janeway asked, Janeway's in sick bay. She asked Alpha Herogen about this thing. And he, he really wants to finish it now. Yeah. Seven says, that he can't kill this thing because the only thing that will kill them is Borg nanoprobes. Yeah. And Janeway says, modify the nanoprobes. I don't want you to kill this thing. Right. Just wound it. Just, you know, we don't want to kill it. Let's have some compassion. Seven protests and again, this. She doesn't like argues this. This is going to take an extra time. This, well, this will take extra time to modify it to not kill them, to sort mm-hmm. of fit, just kind of sedate them. And mm-hmm. then... This exposes the crew to unnecessary risk. So off the bat, she's she's the arguing un- again, the arguing. She's being the teenager again. And uh, Janeway is, you know, starting to get a little annoyed at this. point. Oh, yeah, right? she is. It's yeah, it's building slowly. And, you know, the Herogen for the Herogen, we clearly get this understanding that the hunt must be completed, mm-hmm. you know, in order for them. It's almost like it's probably the, the the biggest, the most shameful thing when you cannot complete a hunt. Like you almost mm-hmm. lose the goodness of your name as a Herogen is is mm-hmm. just thrown into the mud if you can't finish mm-hmm. the hunt. Mm-hmm. And he then threatens. Well, he doesn't threaten. He just tells Janeway, you have a choice. You allow me to continue the hunt. And if you don't, the other Herogen will then come and destroy Voyager. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah, he, if you uh, allow yeah. me to continue that, I'll tell my buddies to back yep. off and leave tell you alone. Them. But if yeah. you don't allow me to continue yeah. this hunt, they're, they're going to tell them you. to destroy you. Yeah. Gonna so she's you. in a pickle. She is. She is. And then Tuvok calls, by the way. Yeah. And Tuvok says, hey, Tuvok's in the hallway. Yeah. And he says, hey, uh, environmental controls have been damaged. And we've mm-hmm. found this guy. He's in section 49. Right. And he's kind of trapped there. And then we we have a moment where there's some more damage happening and yeah. it, artificial gravity is compromised. And you yeah. see Tuvok start he, to float a little bit. Yes. And I was like, All oh, right. that's so cool. But it was it cool. Was, do it you remember a, how that was shot? Or did they you, put a wire on him or something? I, or, I don't remember. I don't either. I thought that he was on some type of... <sighs> I thought he was on some type of platform that they were able to raise some type of little, I don't know. I, I, I just, I, I don't remember how they did it, yeah. but I, I did. I was really like, I thought that was super cool. And I really wish that they had had a different shot, like a wide shot to see him just kind of floating in the hallway. I just, we never did that. And I wish we had done that more on, on our show where we lost gra- gravity control and, and, and our characters could have floated for a minute or had to deal with that fact that we never did that. That was the only time that I can remember us doing that. Can you call Tim right now? <laughs> He's riding his bike with Bob in the park. You... <laughs> That'd be a quick answer, though. He'll know exactly how that went. He mm. would. He would. I'm sure he would remember. I just Let me just try. I mean, he's okay, not going to be. Let's just see what he says. You, you never know. Uh Tim Russell. See if mobile. he picks up. Okay, I'll just call mobile. Is it working? Can you hear it? 
he's not answering. All right, this is Tim Russ. Have to tell him, please leave a message, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. See, Thanks. Even on his, his answering machine, he sounds like a, a Vulcan. Timmy, it's Garrett. Uh, just trying to call you to ask about that one episode, Pray with Tony Todd. When you're in the corridor, you talk about how artificial gravity has been compromised, and all of a sudden you start floating up towards the bulkhead in the corridor. <laughs> We just want to know what they used to make you float. Were you on a wire? Did you have, were you wired up beforehand? Or was there some type of, I don't know, some type of platform? <laughs> yeah, platform you're on, an Apple box that was connected to a steady cam. I don't know. What was it? What happened? We we're just curious. That's all. All right. Text me. Call me. Bye. I want to know. This is really kind of, yeah, I, I was. The people cold. need to know. Yeah, people need to know. Okay, let's move on. Uh, yeah, so the artificial gravity, cool shot, definitely. Now we're cool in sick and, bay, right? And we're back in sick bay, and Janeway does finally say to the Herogen guy, "All right, we'll let you out under Chicote supervision." That was exactly yeah. under Chicote <laughs> supervision. Yeah, you need a chaperone. Yep, you need a Herogen chaperone. So that's what happens. The yeah. Herogen heads down the hall with Chicote mm-hmm. in Paris. Yeah, and now the and they're talking. Suits. Yeah, they're in the cool spacesuits, and the mm-hmm. Herogen's got his uh, his thing on, his little yeah. his environmental mask on, and right. and he's talking about one time when he was tracking some prey through this very <laughs> dangerous situation, and then Paris says, "Well, I once tracked a mouse through Jeffrey's tube thirty two. And the look on everyone's both, face after you say like, that was just like silent deadpan <laughs> looks from both of them. Just, I love that. That yeah, was, was a one good of moment. My, I'd laugh so hard on that one. Yeah. So hard. Okay. Um, so now this, this corridor shot sort of, it jumps back and forth between Chicote, Paris and Alpha Herogen in the corridor and mm-hmm. Tuvok and seven also in environmental suits with phaser rifles in another corridor. So it just jumps back and forth, jumps back and back forth. Back and forth, Alan Eastman did a great job and, and, did. and Marvin did a great job of creating real tension and suspense. I remembered these spacesuits again because I'd worn them before with Balana floating in space. Yeah. They had these fans inside of them. So loud. So that they yeah. wouldn't get fogged up and stuff. And it was hard to hear the other actors. So yeah, I do remember different. sometimes. And then Tony Todd had so much stuff on uh, mask yeah. on. Like he he was muffled. Yeah. We had fans in our ears. It yeah. was so hard to hear each other. I do remember yeah. that. It was just really hard, you know, playing a scene because you couldn't hear anybody else. So. You guys probably looped every single line. You did voice oh, for every single one of these lines. And Tony was probably there for hours doing all of his lines because of oh, that. Yeah. that face mask thing that they mm-hmm. threw on them and you can't hear anything. It's completely yep. muffled. Right. Um, well, and I love the, <laughs> I love the scene in the corridor where Chicote says that it's his hunt and he's taking point. And the Herogen says, well, you're probably going to be attacked first. They usually attack point first. And then Paris says, no problem. I'll take up the rear. <laughs> yes. That's funny. So yeah. Paris is basically there's saying, a couple of, I'm going to stay a... back here. <laughs> Yeah, there's a couple of funny lines like the, you know, I once tracked a mouse through Jeffrey's tube, whatever. And there's this yeah. one when, yeah, the Herogen finally backs off of this tense moment and step, <laughs> steps up next to Paris. And Paris and the Herogen are looking at each other. And yeah, and then Paris is like, you no can problem. Have, yeah, no problem. I'll take the rear. Yeah, I'll go back yeah. this way. I'm not going to oh, fight yeah, I'll you stay on in this. The back. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, I was very happy with my light comic moments in these yeah. scenes. And then in fun. Seven and Tuvok, there's a light comic moment there. Seven is a little touchy with her phaser rifle. She ends up shooting the shadow that she sees and, mm-hmm. or whatever she saw. And Tuvok walks over and just very calmly says, you missed, <laughs> which was, again, a very, yeah. very funny little le- light moment of levity uh, mm-hmm. on, of that pairing over there. Now we're over in the corridor and with Paris and Alpha Herogen and Chakotay, and we see 8472's blood molecule, plasma molecules, the pl- blood plasma. plasma, yeah, floating in the air, which is super cool, which also reminds me of the Star Trek uh, film. There's a feature film where mm-hmm. there, there is also uh, gravity is not working and there's, there's blood plasma also floating so it remind it was reminiscent of that i think that was star trek six mm-hmm. and i will be quickly corrected by everybody when they hear this if that is not star trek six but that's where what it reminded me of yeah it was um, very cool yeah and the herogen then warns everyone that a472 will now try to sneak behind and attack from behind which means now paris you're the one in danger since you're <laughs> so in the very right. back right yeah so. i thought i was so clever yeah you were. In the back. yeah so um then uh, they come around a corner and now they see 8472 just floating in the corridor. Mm-hmm. And the Herogen is is a little bit too, you know, um, bloodthirsty. Yeah, and he yeah. starts firing like crazy. Chakotay tries to stop him. He gets knocked back. Uh, Alpha Herogen turns and shoots Paris, stuns Paris. And Paris just, Paris just kind of kind of, I don't know what you do. You just kind of like back up and lean up against the bulkhead and you just kind of, were you told to be stunned as in you were unconscious? Like, what do they tell you? Do you I don't this? remember. I okay. don't remember. All right. I remember and there was a bit of chaos in this fight. There was. You Tuvok know, Alpha comes hits over. And then Tuvok comes around the corner. He, he shoots, shoots Erosion in the back. Yep. And he comes over to check you to, to see if you're okay. And you're just standing. Do you notice that? You're standing there with your hands out like that. And then Tuvok sort of holds your elbow a little bit. And then he kind of turns away from you. And I thought, oh, oh I, didn't, I, didn't I guess that. he's passed out. That's what I thought. You must be yeah. just, you know. I was stunned by the Herogen weapon yes, or something. by the Herogen weapon. And yeah. it just the way you were posed there, it just, it, it was awkward looking, you know. And yeah. I wasn't sure. You were so far That's back. what most people say about me. When, I'm, when I pose, it's awkward. Okay. Well, I just wanted to know my awkward you, poses. I just want to know if you recalled anything about that. I don't. Day. Okay. I don't. That's all right. I remember goofing off a lot with Tony Todd. That yeah. was fun. Like, what did you guys do? Were you guys playing games? We just made, just, no, we just made, you know, we just laughing. laughed a lot. I remember that we yeah. we just had a lot of fun. It was okay, really good. Fun. Good. I'm jealous. Um, all right. Yeah, we go to we go to mess hall. Tuvok comes in and asks Neelix to get a weapon. He's like, Neelix, you're going to have to join us in this fight. This is getting serious. Oh. And then and then Tuvok sees eight four seven two around. Neil- I was very confused in this moment. Yeah, to be honest. I was like, "Wait, what? is eight four seven two here?" Yeah, it was weird. And it then they tele- sort of was, left. Yeah, it was telepathic speaking. Yeah, you. We telepathic. realized later that eight four seven two is communicating telepathically with yes with uh, Tuvok. Uh, in the next scene, we're back in the hall, and Tuvok's explaining this mm-hmm. that this eight four seven two alien was wounded in this fight. Yeah, and uh, the other ships had left him behind, and he was mm-hmm. dying. He is dying now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he just wants to go home back to fluidic space. Yeah, and Janeway comes up, and Tuvok fills her in on this, and she's got so much empathy and compassion for him. He, you know, she does want to to help. And well, she does because look what's go- what's happening. It's it's a microcosm of what we're dealing with. This is mm-hmm. one 
Her, uh, this is 18472 Alien trying to get back home. We are a crew of Starfleet and Maquis trying to get back home, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's kind of what made Janeway so passionate about saving this one alien. Just like, yeah. okay, he's in the same boat as we are. And we need to be, we need to do the right thing is what it was. I, th- I think that, you know, in this episode, Janeway's attitude is, compassion and empathy is going to put us in touch with the better side of ourselves with Mm -hmm, the better mm -hmm. part of humanity. Yeah. And it could build bridges so that we don't have these enemies. So we won't be fighting the Herogen in eight, four, seven, two. That's right. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you've got seven who's saying, Nope, we got to kill them. We got to fight them. We got to run away, leave, let them die because they're, they're bad people and and we have to just think of ourselves and protect ourselves mm-hmm. and in my opinion i think seven's attitude is much more the lower kind of human experience of fear yeah. coming from fear and yeah. paranoia and so you're really yeah. fighting with these two two ways of thinking about danger and about threats you know agreed agreed and did you talk about how 8472 had access deflector control through the panel in the corridor i did not okay so that's so essentially he was trying to open up a singularity to get back to fluidic space so that's Mm -hmm. that's what he was doing then we walk around the corridor and tuvok and janeway come across 8472 and Tuvok is telepathically communicating with 8472 and Janeway says, tell, tell 8472 that uh, we are trying to send him back home. We are not a threat. Does he understand me? Tuvok says yes, but then 8472 actually kind of falls into the state of unconsciousness because of all the wounds that he has over all this time being tracked by the Herogen. We jump to sickbay and Janeway is now having conversation with with Alpha Herogen with Tony Todd, and she refuses. By the, yeah, by out. the way, so Alpha Herogen is back in the the bio bed area, but the bio yeah. bed's gone. He's yeah, just it's behind. Cut, it's cleared out. Like, it was where, like, where's I've the bio seen, bed? Yeah. Where's the bio bed? Did you it's just gone. like roll it out of here or yeah. push a button and it goes <laughs> in the floor or something? Maybe he was so angry he just he just demolished it and he vaporized it. Maybe who knows? That was a very strange. Yeah. look to see that area without the bio bed in it mm-hmm. just it was they were using it more like a brig like a yeah. prison cell that's right because he wasn't there for any medical reason at this point that's true so, so when she uh refuses to give up 8472 he says okay um if that's your choice and 8472 is not given up to myself mm-hmm. and the other herogen guess what the voyager crew will take its place Voyager crew will take a you're going to be your place. Yeah, you guys are going to be. And this is foreshadowing to Killing Game <laughs> parts yeah. one and two, basically. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, um, just an eerie thought process there. So then we jump into the corridor and Janeway and Tuvok are walking along and Tuvok tells Janeway, you know, I think you're going to have a difficult time getting seven of nine to follow along mm-hmm. with this plan of opening up a singularity. I mean, this is the this is the one species that pretty much came close to annihilating all Borg everywhere. Yep. So, yep. you know, um, she's going to say no. Janeway's like, well, send her to my ready room. And that's when Seven shows up mm-hmm. and this huge long scene and just all these, you know, some really nice pieces of dialogue here, right? Absolutely. Part of, part of becoming human is learning to have compassion for those that are suffering, even when they are bitter 
enemies, mm-hmm. right? Another great quote, a single act of compassion can put you in touch with your own humanity. Mm-hmm. And then she, Janeway says to seven, I'm trying to help you see this as an opportunity to grow. And I know you don't want to do this seven, but I'm telling you as a captain and your friend, you won't regret it. Seven will not comply. So then nope. seven is, I, I wrote sent to her room <laughs> by Jane way. Mm-hmm. She sent to her cargo bay uh, regeneration alcove uh, by Jane way. It's a heated scene. It's, it's a, a heated, heated scene. Definitely. Yeah. I, I felt like seven's attitude was not only obstinate and yeah. not listening to the captain, but she was doing it with a lot of attitude and yeah. a lot of, she was pretty smug and pretty hot about it. Yeah. And I thought at the very end, you see Janeway's reaction. When seven leaves, she just shakes her head a little mm-hmm. bit, and it felt so uncomfortable. Yes. That scene to me. Yes, she she was. Um, you know, you can just tell that she's using all of her energy to maintain composure as much as mm-hmm. she can, so that she's not going to blow up and have this full on shouting match with seven, right? Yeah. And just that shaking of the head, you could just see in that moment how frustrated. Janeway was mm-hmm. with seven's uh, behavior by yeah. far. I felt like what I wanted was a scene in here where Janeway says, okay, let's put this argument aside for a minute. Yeah. Seven, yeah. let me explain to you the chain of command on this ship. Mm. So you're crystal clear. Mm, okay. I, you know, and yeah. then explain, yeah, I am the captain. Yeah. Here's, here's what, how people respond. I will yeah. accept this much of an argument with any position I have. Right. But at this point, I will not accept it anymore. That is my job. Mm-hmm. And you are not. The, I, I felt like I wanted a scene like that so that mm. seven understood the level of risk that she was taking by continuing mm-hmm. to argue with the captain. I really right. felt like, I, you know, there's I feel like the captain sort of assumed that seven understands this. And later on, she talks about you encourage my individuality. And now now you don't want me to be you know, to have a different opinion. Right. Um, but it was, it was, yeah, it was very heated. Very heated. Sure. We then jumped to the bridge where mm-hmm. we are now under fire from the Herogen ships who have mm-hmm. now showed up on the scene. And uh, Janeway talks on the view screen to one of the Herogen, tries mm-hmm. to negotiate a little something. It just doesn't work out. They keep firing on us. Now we're, ju- we jump back to the corridor and we have the doctor and 8472 is there. Mm-hmm. The doctor then messages uh, Janeway that he needs more nanoprobes to sedate 8472. So then the captain orders Seven to leave her room and bring the nanopo- nanoprobes to the doctor. Um, now we jump back to the bridge. We are still being fired upon. And we jump back to sick bay to find out that the Herogen, Alpha Herogen, has escaped because I think. I think it was Chakotay that was like messaging down to the security detail mm-hmm. in sick bay and no one was answering. So he was like, Oh, yeah. oh something's has something's happening. And sure enough, Alpha Rojan has escaped. Mm-hmm. Um, we're now we're in the corridor and seven arrives with more nanoprobes. And uh, the, as seven is talking with the doctor, we see that our Starfleet security detail is being disabled by the alpha Herogen. Uh, A472 breaks out of its own confinement beam. Mm-hmm. Or fi- there was a force field over there too. A472 walks through it like it's nothing and starts to fight with Alpha Herogen. Mm-hmm. And they're just, you know, just tumbling, tossing, you know, just kind of in each other's grasp. And that's when Seven Which- starts 
you know, she pulls out a panel, right. That happens to be right at her right feet, there. Yeah. Which I never knew we could just do that. We could just pull out a panel <laughs> wherever we were standing in a hallway. We, we can't and we'd have that. access to everything. Only former bro, only former Borg drones can do that. Not Starfleet personnel. So I that's, see. they know that there's foot panels to access everything you need to, to beam somebody off the ship. So she does, she, she encrypts all her commands with Borg mm-hmm. encryption so that Harry can't do anything about it on the bridge. Mm-hmm. And he is beamed. A four seven two is beamed off, and I and I gotta I gotta say, for as menacing as A four seven two has has been in the past, you really do feel compassion for this A four seven two, and you and there is that feeling of just tragic loss when he's beamed aboard the Herogen ship, and it was a death sentence. That was the yep. end of the. You know, it's just like, oh no, 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 no. He was so close to getting back home, yeah. and now he's uh he's gonna be he's on a hung- ship he's, of Herogen. He's yeah, dead. He's done. He's he's gonna be a trophy. His, he's gonna his, be cooked. He's gonna, he's be, gonna be thrown in that in that that, that boiling stew. boiling bubbling stew. Yeah. It's gonna poor thing. Uh, just sad. Yeah. Really, really sad. It was sad. We go to um, Cargo Bay. Yeah. Next. What is a quick scene on the bridge between J- oh, conversation yeah. between Janeway and Chakotay where they both go. <laughs> Chakotay goes seven of nine. And then Janeway goes seven of nine. They both say this out yes. loud. Do you remember that? I'm like, yes. what? This is so stylistic at this point. I was like, this is, mm-hmm. this is like an independent film an art, an artsy <laughs> independent film. Seven of nine, seven of nine. It was just, did you have yeah. any comments on that shot there? I said I repeated the same thing. Oh, you did. Nine. When they, yeah, I felt like we all had to say it. So. <laughs> okay, fine. I just while I was watching, I said it. Yeah. All right. And now uh, we're in cargo, cargo bay. The yes. final scene. Janeway comes into cargo bay, and it's a big, long, like it's it's kind of like high noon, like an old western. Yeah. You see the door open, and there's Janeway <laughs> way out in the hall. Yeah. And Seven's over here regenerating, and then Janeway <laughs> slowly walks in hits some buttons and off goes her regeneration thing. Yeah. And basically tells her the consequences of her disobedience that she has no access to any of the ship systems anymore, except in astrometrics where they still need her help there. And that if she attempts to uh, override any of those, she'll be thrown in the brig. She'll be thrown in the brig. Yeah. And then Janeway starts to leave. And it's again, a very tense scene. It just feels like, and, and the thing that I didn't like about this scene is yeah. that Seven just kept getting the last word. It was yeah. like constantly. Yeah. At the end, she Even, says, I'm being punished because I don't think the same way you do. And mm-hmm. that I am not becoming more like you. You know, mm-hmm. you encouraged me to think independently. And then when I did, I was punished. So the, the whole thing was just, you know, Janeway mom telling her teenage daughter this, that, and the other. And then the teenage daughter always having the last word. Having the last <laughs> right? word. Just- and even the teenage daughter, seven at the end says, and you're punishing me because you're frightened of me. Yeah. Yeah. And Janeway's yeah. only response is, as you were. Yeah. I would have said, you want to see how frightened I am? You're in the brig right now, lady. I would have <laughs> thrown her. <laughs> I would have thrown her. I would have. I don't know. She was. Seven of nine was it's like this. not. It's like uh, that scene in Breakfast Club where he's like, you know, getting detention. He's like, that's one week. And he starts saying, talking back. OK, two weeks. He says, oh, yeah, give me more. And he gives him more and more. So that's kind of yep. what that reminded me of. That's what it felt like. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And so that's how we end. Oh, seven is it, uh, seven's cut off. And there's a lot of tension between Jane yeah. and seven at this point. 
Oh my goodness. So what is your, what's your lesson from this? Is it one of the, uh, one of the cool quotes that Brandon wrote in this? Uh, yeah. I, my lesson really went back to what Janeway was trying to communicate to seven mm. that seven didn't understand or did, couldn't, couldn't get, which was yeah. that a single act of compassion can put you in touch with your humanity. Yeah. That that was my takeaway is like compassion is the better way. And yeah. um, it's so easy to, sort of meet anger with anger. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. When somebody's pissed off, you know, it's it's the easy route is like, Oh, you're going to be, you're going to be giving me this attitude. I'll give it right back to you. But Mm -hmm. where, what does that solve anything? Not really. (laughs) It just, it just aggravates both parties. And yeah, the lesson I also believe is that, you know, sometimes you need to take you need to come from that angle of compassion or that angle of love, right? If you come from love, mm-hmm. if you come mm-hmm. from compassion, even though you're dealing with somebody that may be your worst enemy or someone you don't want to deal with, but using that tactic is yeah. always going to be better than, than uh, you know, fighting head to head and having more conflict, right? Yeah. So finding Agreed. ways to, to, yes, to D, what am I trying to say? not de-escalate. de-escalate. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I'm so tired right now. So thank you for helping me with my words. Anytime. Um, I have compassion yes. for you. You've helped me with plasma and you've helped me with de-escalate. <laughs> so yes, de-escalation is the way to go, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very cool. Awesome. Well, that was fun. Yeah, it was It good. was fun and uncomfortable at the same yeah. time. <laughs> if it's fun and uncomfortable at the same time, is that fun comfortable? <laughs> exactly. <gasps> oh, Tim's calling me. Hey, buddy. Hey, man. You get my uh, uh, message? I did. Dude, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I cannot remember anything about any of that. Seriously? Uh, wow. I seriously do not remember what I did. It might have been a wire. It might have yeah. been a harness and a wire. It might have been at the time. Uh, I vaguely remember something maybe about that. I do not recall the actual work. I don't recall the day. I don't recall the scene, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, the way, okay, it's really interesting because the way the camera was set up, it was definitely low, shot from a lower angle, right? Looking uh-huh. up. So you're not seeing your feet at all. And J- you're talking to Janeway. You said environmental controls have been accessed by Species 8472. Uh, we're losing life support on this deck. And we have just, uh, artificial gravity has just been compromised. And right when you say that, you literally start floating up towards the ceiling. And I'm like, what the, is someone, is that Charlie Russo underneath him? Like, what, like, what, what happened there? Like, I don't, we have no clue how you did that. Um uh, that practical effect there. And uh, we, Robbie's thinks it's a, you were on a wire. And I thought, I don't know if they would put Tim on a wire in the hallway, in the corridor, it'd be a little odd, you know? So, well, it's not, I mean, it may not be a question of being odd. It might be more of a question of, you know, they got to take the ceiling out in order to do exactly. Wire. Yeah. You have to take all the ceiling out or wherever it was right? to get me up in a wire. And I don't know if it was a, um, a platform or a crane or, a, yeah. or something else that yeah. I, that I, you know, but you, it is a difference if you're standing on something mm-hmm. as opposed to if you are hanging from something, there's a different feel when you're hanging from something. True. True. Um, I don't think you were so, hanging. I think you were on a crane. That's what I think. It just looked more like a crane and, and they kind of pushed you up and you, you push it up. Yeah. And yeah, you sold it, it that you were kind of levitated, you know, that's it. Yeah. It, that's, that's probably what it was. I, I, 
I don't remember okay. uh, doing a whole wire gag, and it's just one shot. It's yeah. a lot of work for one shot. Exactly. Exactly. So it might have been a dolly or a crane that they raised me up on. I, okay. God knows, man. Does he? It's a billion years ago. Does yeah. he remember Alan Eastman? Uh, my head, anyway. All right. No worries. All right. The other, Take hey, care. Hey, before you, hey, you, Timmy, Timmy, before yeah. you go, uh, Robbie wanted to ask you, do you remember the director, Alan Eastman? He's the one that directed that episode because I don't recall Alan, him at all. Not Alan Craker, what? Alan Eastman. Alan Eastman. No. Mm. Um, I don't remember. I don't remember Alan Eastman. No, I don't actually. Yeah, neither There's do I. There's a few of them I do remember, but he's for some reason he's not coming to he's mind. He's not coming to mind. Know? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I buddy. Cliff Bowles. I yeah. remember a few others. Yeah. You know, yeah. Other All right. Man. All right. Thanks a lot, man. See ya. Bye. <laughs> I got a call back. Yay, yeah. Yeah, you did. Tubac called me. Could you not hear that when I put my phone up to the, it was on speaker. I could hear it, but he can't hear me. He can't hear you. No. Cause yeah. he, cause I'm yeah. only in your headphones. Yeah. And he's right. If he was on a wire, they would have had to open up the ceiling, right? Suspend mm -hmm. him from the, mm -hmm. from whatever contraption through the, so that would have, and just for that one shot, that would have been probably so tight. Probably like lifted it up on a seesaw kind of thing or something. Yeah. Like some type of little, yeah. exactly. That's what I was thinking. Okay. Probably. All right, everyone. Thank you for joining Robbie and I in our discussion of Prey. Join us next week when Robbie and I will discuss, recap, and talk about the episode Retrospect. Retrospect. Yes. For all of our Patreon patrons, please stay tuned for your bonus material. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.